Welcome to this week's Injury Time with your hosts. I'm Darren Matthews. And I'm Jordan Robinson. That was weird yeah. because normally I do the intro. That was cool though. I liked it. I know. Great I energy. Thought, I just thought I'd jump in like some sort of shit DJ. <laughs> yeah, Hello folks and uh, welcome to Drive Time with Darren and Jordan. Um... <laughs> yeah. It's six in the morning. Why am I this week? Cocaine. Here we go. <laughs> Good morning, Sydney. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, let's, let's get into our intro um basically there's a bunch of stuff happening but it's all football orientated which is quite yes. crazy so yeah we'll start off with this story which kind of makes me giggle a wee bit but after us talking about it last year or last year last week <laughs> sorry uh when you were talking about Hunmin son not having his friend around anymore he's like moving schools um yeah, uh, yeah apparently uh tottenham to quote them, have been left reeling after the reports of the striker wanting to leave the club. This, of course, being Harry Kane. Um, fucking serves them right. That's what I say. What What are they surprised? What are they surprised yeah. by? They're like their promises to him have been as empty as their trophy cabinet. So what is the <laughs> What is the issue here? I, I honestly don't know, man. I mean, like, uh, it's gonna be if they get Champions League uh, this year. Uh, I, number one, I don't know how they would achieve that. But number two, um, like they don't deserve it, even if they get it, if you know what I mean. Um, just as a club, I've, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just one of those things where, you know, you, you're the architect of your own downfall. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, I, I, I've said it previously on the podcast, but one of the greatest Harry Kane references ever has been um, Paddy Parr. Whoever does the jokes for them during the games is incredible. It was when Tottenham were playing West Ham, actually. And I said, uh, a light rain has started falling here at the city of London Stadium. Oh, no, wait, it's just Harry Kane being interviewed. <laughs> it's excellent. One of my favorite jokes. Which, I've ever... which is mean. Mean. Yeah, <laughs> hilarious, but mean. Um, yeah, one of my favorite jokes here <laughs> about uh, that I've done on the podcast is definitely one of the. Uh, the way uh, Human Sung and Harry Kane are practically the same player. They both play for Tottenham. They're both great at scoring goals, but Human Sung's English is on point. <laughs> 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 and you can't fucking understand Harry Kane. Um, so good luck if he's traveling to Madrid, Barcelona, Munich, Paris, anywhere. Good luck understanding him. Like <laughs> Somebody said to me, was like, uh, oh, do you think he'll really go to United? And I was like, uh, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't mind him coming to United. He's a very, very good footballer. But also, I don't know. Can we get an eye here at Cavani? Because I quite like him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Can we just you know, like? I, I think I think he'll do a money move. He might do the whole thing where he can do the dreaded Tottenham to Chelsea move, so he doesn't have to move house. Yeah, I saw that. Or um, he's gonna go to he's gonna go to Man City because they're just being like, dollar, yeah, dollar, dollar, yeah. Dollar. They will continually make it rain um, yeah. on his face. But yeah, so Harry Kane looks like he's leaving Tottenham, and another sad departure. Um, uh, Roy Hodgson's stepping down as Crystal Palace manager. Can I just say this is sadder news than Harry Kane leaving Tottenham? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Roy is Roy is just 
fucking lovely. I think yeah. he's is he's so he's so nice. He's like chatting to a, like a, a nice old fella in the pub when he does yeah. interviews. He's kind of like your grandest brother. You know, you don't see him a lot, but he always you know slips you a couple of quid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're excited he's, when he's there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's decent enough crack. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of a rarity these days when a manager announces he's departing rather than joining another club or actually being uh, fired from the club, essentially. Um, yeah. So it's kind of, I, I reckon it's bittersweet because obviously his time with England and Liverpool and Malmo and other teams that he's managed. Uh, I mean, like, he's kind of been like a... He's always been round. It's, it's kind of like, it's going to be weird uh, having him not manage a team that you know of if you know what I mean yeah I mean he's, he's done great things look he's kept Crystal Palace in the Premier League for four years that's impressive because obviously their budget is nothing yeah compared to the other teams yeah it's Wilfred Saha also, I, and the youth squad that's it <laughs> yeah I did read as well that he started his uh, coaching career in Sweden he I was Halmstad I think was like that in Sweden uh-huh. also with 40, 43 years ago so that means he's he was a manager when he was like 30 it's incredible <sighs> yeah that's crazy like uh, yeah, he was probably last generation's Eddie Howe, but in Sweden. Yeah, that, actually, there's a thing. Um, the rumor mill that Eddie Howe is going to go to Celtic, mm-hmm. or would he now be tapped to take the Palace job? Because that's a similar idea to Bournemouth of not much money, but yeah, very good question. Um... Thoughts? <sighs> I, I mean, like I understand. I think uh, just because of the way football is now and the Premiership being the Premiership. If you can take any managerial post, it will be obviously you want to go for the highest quality and the highest, yeah, uh, you know, like uh, I don't know, performance from all the teams. So obviously you'd want to go for the Crystal Palace job. Obviously get paid a lot more than you would do at Celtic, being a lesser league. And I don't think anybody would argue that fact. And I don't necessarily think Eddie Howe has any connection to uh, Glasgow <laughs> in any sense. So. Um, yeah, yeah, it's one well, of those I mean, that, weird ones. I was going to say that ties us sort of nicely into the other news story this week, which was oh. the Rangers fans trashing their own city. I don't, I never get why people wreck where they're from. Uh, it's like, quite you're, a you're yeah. go go to Edinburgh and wreck Edinburgh. Like, I fuck <laughs> you, <laughs> you deserve this. No, um, yeah. yeah, it's quite it's quite ironic me talking about this wearing a Canucks <laughs> t shirt from 2011. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, hey. Stop doing stupid shit. Rangers yeah. fans, Celtic fans, any fans, stop doing stupid shit. If you're professing to be a fan of a football club or, or any sort of sporting organization, but you've tied something else in with it, grow up. Yeah. All right. Honest to fuck. Stop it. What is, yeah, stop it. I don't, oh, it was, it was so annoying. And yeah. then, yeah, because I mean, you can get, I get you can get emotionally attached to, to teams as well. But I mean, that, that behavior in Glasgow was fucking mental. Mm-hmm. And then there were people, they were like beating each other up in the square. They were just so fucked and people were just shitting on buildings, pissing everywhere. And the cops watched them do it. It was mental. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that, you know, uh, fighting each other, shitting everywhere. And then they went on the parade. And, um, no, it, just, it was just a really classic. weird way to celebrate. Like you said about the Canucks ratted when their team lost in game seven. Um, Rangers won the league and <laughs> ran it anyway. <laughs> that 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 just speaks volumes about Glasgow as a city. Um, but yeah, 28, yeah. 28 arrests were made uh, after thousands of supporters took to the streets in the wake of uh, 
Glasgow Rangers uh, having an invincible season and winning the um, Scottish Premiership at Ibrox. Yeah, pretty mental. But it's also, it's sort of, it's weird because it was like, you know, I think there's um, maybe like an insecurity as well sort of thing where it'll be when they're, they're out in the street singing up to your knees and feeding you in blood and you're like, mate, you were up to your eyes and dead a few years ago. So you're up here. <laughs> here. You, how many bangers are you getting out today? I've, I've, I've written some on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're like, uh, and now go. Um, yeah, man. It's uh, it's just one of those things. Uh, also, uh, the Rangers team were accused of singing sectarian songs in a video after celebrating their invincible season. That's got to be weird for people who aren't from fucking Glasgow being like, why are we singing this song? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't get who, who are, who's Ira? I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> no, fucking daft. I mean, and as well, but I mean, like when I say you can get emotionally attached to a club, sweet link coming. Your, your team were playing today. You were watching that before I got on to chat with you. How was that? Right. I'll tell you how it was. The weirdest fucking penalty shoot I've ever seen. We all love a bit of drama, don't we? Uh, well, basically, uh, it was the Irish Cup semi-final at Mournview Park up in Lurgan today. Uh, Crusaders were playing Lauren in the early kickoff at 4pm. Um, great game of football up until the penalty shootout. There's no extra time, so it just went straight to penalties. Uh, Crusaders score first uh, and take a 1-0 lead into the half, uh, followed by Lauren equalising halfway through the second half. And about 15 minutes before time, uh, Crusaders player gets sent off for a harsh t- tackle. And uh, like as <laughs> as unbiased as I want to be, uh, um, it was definitely a red card. There, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Like uh, in no way, shape, or form do I think he meant it or anything. But like when you go in uh, stud showing to that kind of challenge, you know you're very lucky he wasn't like seriously injured. He did uh, the. Um, Lauren player did get substituted straight after. So I think he did pick up a wee injury. Uh, but yeah, finished uh, 1-1 at Mournview. Straight to penalties. Now, do you want to take over? Because I know you watch from the penalties because I'm just boiling up with anger here. Yeah, I, I pretty much flicked it on. So weirdly enough, the, the penalty started, as penalty shares do, both teams on the line, watching the whole thing. A few goals sort of trading back and forward. There was a save. And then there was a save and the assistant pointed to the spot again and the referee went over to chat room and he made him retake it because the keeper had come off the line. And I was like, okay, that, that was a shitty one. Now the problem was everyone he came off the line with, he saved and every yeah. time they, they retook one, it went in, which is yeah. a real pain in the arse. On, and then he was cautioned and then he did it. Was it the second time or third time when he... Third time. So he got cautioned the first so time. So he got cautioned yellow? Cautioned yellow and then another yellow for a red. So in the, in the penalty shootout without filing a player or anything sort of weird but because he'd been cautioned already the, the crusaders goalie was sent off also really confusing today because crusaders weren't in crusaders colors i was yeah. like i was like am i what color is lauren playing <laughs> are they the blue ones or uh yeah. um, and also excuse me as well sorry sorry lads it was only because i got home from work early how high are the fucking unemployment rates they're putting on games at four o'clock in the evening so people can watch them <laughs> people not watching this people not work at five six o'clock no not anymore, my friend. Not yeah, anymore. Not, not in Lauren and North Belfast. <laughs> uh, um, please, yeah. any any um, any complaints you have after that joke, just address them to Jordan. So, yeah, yeah, uh, do it. I dare you. He's actually he's a Crusaders fan. <laughs> uh, so yeah, basically, Crusaders get dumped up, uh, dumped up, dumped out in the cruelest way possible. Penalty shootout in the semi final, and uh, yeah, it's. Um, 
I mean, like Josh Robinson took those three penalties and only ended up scoring the final one. And the second save, his foot was on the line when the kick was taken. And throughout all the other um, penalties that were taken, not only by Crusaders, but by Lauren, the majority of the time, uh, both keepers' feet were off the line. Yeah. So it was quite weird. So, uh, But I mean, that's the thing where it's like, I felt like when they were making them retake it, I was just going, I was thinking to myself, how much have Lauren given this fucking referee? <laughs> yeah, it's like, a, I know they, I know they have like a billionaire owner. So I was like, what is going on here? Or millionaire? Yeah, sorry, but yeah Mr. Purple Bricks. Uh, yeah. yeah, man, I wouldn't like. Hey, I'm not casting up aspersions or saying anything bad about Lauren Football Club, uh, also known as the Harbor Rats. Um, but no, I, uh, I am absolutely not uh, inferring that uh, Mr. Purple Bricks uh, paid for the referees uh, to give the penalty shootout to Lauren. I am definitely. I would not do that. And I am not winking right now. <laughs> Fair play to you, because normally when I say it, look, I'm not going to say anything bad. And that's my diversionary tactic when I say the worst possible shit I can think of. So. Exactly. I just say, I, 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 actually, no, I can't even say I hate Lauren because it's a breath of fresh air for the league since they've come in. And, you know, if anyone's ever going to beat Linfield, it's probably going to be them. So it's some, uh, somebody with more money. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, that's how you win a league. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, Stephen Baxter uh, was not too happy about it um, in his uh, press conference afterwards, uh, say, choosing his words very carefully, of course, um, but uh, saying that uh, he felt cheated uh, and it wasn't the first time that has happened. And um, I mean, like, hey, I'm, I'm... choosing his words carefully. He flipped the table and called everyone cunts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I will execute every last motherfucking one of you. <laughs> Give me that ball. I'm taking it home. Yeah. By the way, folks, if you actually, if you only ever listen to us for story time or for like the, the Premier League results, please go and watch the results or the, the highlights of that game. It'll be on YouTube. Um, yeah. On the, it's, it's the, it's, it was the Irish Cup, wasn't it? Which is yeah. Irish which Cup still, is, it's still a really big deal over here. The yeah, Irish Cup is, is a very important cup. So, because it lets some of the, the lower teams jump in. It's sort of our FA Cup kind of thing. So, yeah. get on, get on, check that because was, there was no justice in that. Like, and then who's the semi final? Uh, it's being played now it's just half time uh, Balamina are playing Limfield it's also being held in Mournview uh, and yeah so far Limfield win it, uh, leading 1-0 so yeah it's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun final let's just say that because Lauren beat Limfield last week so you know but enough about your Northern Ireland football yes he is back the so guy is back uh, should we get into this week in sport and cover all the cover all the juicy juicy results hang on we'll, we'll do a juicy result but something that we're not going to cover which is the fact that my uh, club has oh actually yeah won. Uh-huh, uh-huh, hey 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 uh, i uh. i i paid for this in <laughs> literal sweat and tears <laughs> uh yes so east belfast were playing our glass on sunday uh yeah. in our glass and uh, i'm happy to report that east belfast got the first win of the season Yes, absolutely. First competitive win for the men's team, which is great, even though it was in reserve. And also, uh, I'd like to thank Art Glass because my home club, Le Summon, I always believe them to have 
the bumpiest pitch in the world, but our glass takes it. So fucking thank you, our glass. Hey man, it's took it's took me thirty five years to find a pitch worse at home. Thank you very much. Our glass is a lovely part of the country. I won't have a bad it word said is. about it. Yeah, it, Jordan, it, the place looks class. Jordan's Castle. Did you see that? Uh, down at the harbour, it's pretty cool. Um, apparently, their golf club is haunted, and it's quite close to a lighthouse. What else could you want? Huh? <laughs> Crazy. Uh, but yeah, no, congratulations. You scored point as well. I did. I scored a point. And then, uh, I mean, I mean, I could have probably scored more, but then we'll just talk <laughs> about the point, okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk about the good aspects. Like, um, yeah. this is kind of annoying because I thought that uh, game against the the was it wolf tones up in green castle yeah when you when you scored the goal i was like oh come on this has to be a fluke now uh, <laughs> if you're scoring in every game man i'm gonna be very annoyed <laughs> thanks <laughs> so let's get on to this week in sport this week in sport this week in sport so starting off this week in sport uh, we'll start off on the 11th uh, which was a Tuesday Manchester United were at home against Leicester Leicester coming away with a 2-1 win all three points I don't know what you're talking about. <clears throat> yeah, well, sorry, we'll, we'll just skip. It. We'll skip right past that then. Um, uh, Wednesday's game. Now, this was a shock for me personally. No, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's 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 try and be. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll try and be. You know, we have to be objective. It's a podcast. It, it it doesn't always go the way for your team. Two uh, one. Leicester were were actually just far better. Far yeah. Better them. Yeah. Um, and it was at fucking Old Trafford. So yeah, annoying. It's been a it's been a weird time but anyway it, it's been second. a weird old time um yeah. so yeah uh arsenal ended up beating chelsea at stamford bridge one nil speaking of weird old times <laughs> what the fuck was going on there i have absolutely no idea smith Rowe getting the only goal in the 16th minute and that used to be the game of the season now it seems like watching paint dry uh okay I mean, yeah i know i was gonna say arsenal used to be lovely to watch but i would have said that not even, not even like not supporting them or not following them, but you could actually just sit down and watch any Arsenal game. But yeah, not anymore. Not no more. Um, speaking of games that was hard to watch, uh, Manchester United were hosting Liverpool at Old Trafford again on Thursday night, just two days after their home the rescheduled game. Yeah, the rescheduled game from the game that didn't happen because the fans protested and they called the game off. Then they made them play fucking six games in four days or something. Yeah, something crazy. Uh, yeah, so Liverpool ended up 4-2 winners over United. Fernandez and Rashford getting the goals for Manchester. Diego Jada, Roberto Firmino and Mo Salah all scoring for the Merseysiders. Um, yeah. yeah, just just beaten. Like, it's not much you can say about that. Like, um, Manchester City get another win 4-3 against Newcastle. Uh, yeah, that, that was a nothing game, pretty much. Um, Glenavon were 4-0 winners in the Northern Irish Premiership. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. We, 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 can't, we, we can't call that a nothing game. Number one, Newcastle scored three goals. Number two, somebody scored three goals against Man City. Nah. I don't know what was going on. But I, at the end of the season, I get that, that they're... I mean, that was pro- that could have been Man City's fucking academy team. For all exactly, know. exactly. Yeah. Especially with, um, with the Champions League coming up. Um, Sorry to interrupt, Jordan. It's all good, buddy. It's all good. Um, moving on to Saturday's Premiership matches. Um, the only one we're going to talk about is uh, Burnley against Leeds at Turf Moor. Uh, Leeds being Leeds, scoring four goals. Yeah. That's our crazy. Love with the, our love affair with the Yorkshire men continues. Like. It continues. Uh, and there's no other games that we will be talking about on Saturday. Thank you very much. No questions. <laughs> 
Uh, fuck it. Well, might as well. Um, Brighton against West Ham at the Amex Stadium. I, 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 I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, told you not. I told you not to worry about this because Brighton can't score at home. I know. And what are they going to? Danny Welbeck of all people. Although uh, Bar- uh, Barahina, uh, Barahina's goal for West Ham was an absolute peach. Um, yeah. It was great to see. But the amount of chances we had that just weren't taken properly, you know, hitting the posts and stuff like that's all good when you're one or two goals ahead, not when you're struggling to score against Brighton. So, uh, yeah, drop points there. And it's looking unlikely that we're getting Champions League football. Still possible, but looking unlikely. Um, moving on to the Northern Irish Premiership on Saturday. Uh, Balamina beat Dungannon 3-1. Porter Down beat Carrick Rangers 2-1. Coleraine beat Crusaders 1-0 um, at Seaview. Cliftonville beat Glentoran 2-0. And guess what? Linfield got beat by Lauren. Yes. <laughs> That's what you wanted, wasn't it? Yeah, ex- exactly what you want. Uh, moving on to Sunday's games in the Premiership, it was literally the most boring set of games you could ever want to see. With West- one upset. With, uh, yeah. West Brom against Liverpool. Who would want to watch that game? Did you watch it? I watched it. <laughs> Alison Becker! What? I mean, like, uh, can you imagine how righteous his boner was after scoring that goal? My God. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool win 2-1 at the Hawthorns against West Brom, Mo Salah, and Allison scoring in the 95th minute. It was a lovely header. No, I think nobody picked him up because nobody thought that he's not going to try and aim Nobody the picks the keeper. But you have up. to remember, the fucker's six foot five. So <laughs> go stand beside him. You better be fucking looking after him. Um, yeah. So Monday night, it was the start of the playoffs for the championship. So the third team that will be going into the premiership this year, uh, it was Bournemouth against Brentford. Uh, Bournemouth were 1-0 winners and Barnsley against Swansea. Uh, Swansea were 1-0 winners. Look at that. So uh, the next round is on Friday, I believe. Um, that uh, yeah, pretty serious. It's getting down to crunch time. Um, So, Darren, I would like you to make a choice. Okay. What would you rather have next? Gaelic Athletic Association games or the NHL? Take your pick. Mm, Let's do the NHL because I know less about it. (laughs) Hey, there we go. So, the the National Hurling League. (laughs) No, uh, the the playoffs have started now. in the NHL and a couple of games have already taken place just because they play a much more hectic schedule we'll just cover as of speaking right now what the deal is with the playoffs so at the minute the New York Islanders lead the Penguins one game to nil in a seven game series so all of these games are seven game series so uh, yeah stick with it Uh, at the minute the Capitals Washington Capital against the Boston Bruins it's tied up at a game apiece so 1-1 one, one there. Um, in the Battle of Florida, so the Florida Panthers against the Tampa Bay Lightning, last year's winners of the Stanley Cup. Uh, Tampa Bay lead that series one game to nil. Um, Carolina Hurricanes against Nashville Predators. Carolina leads at 1-0. Who had a full stadium for their first playoff game this season, which is, yeah. 
They must be vaccinating like fuck over in Carolina. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I was going to say, is that a thing? Or, <laughs> well, no. apparently it is. Um, at the minute, Minnesota take a one nil w- or a one game to nothing uh, lead over the Las Vegas Golden Knights, and Colorado Avalanche are leading the St. Louis Blues one game to nothing. And the games to be played uh, coming up are the Edmonton Oilers, my pick for the Stanley Cup this year, uh, against the Winnipeg Jets. And the Toronto Maple Leafs, Darren's pick for the Stanley Cup this year against the Montreal Canadiens. Mm-hmm. Obviously my pick because they haven't won it for fucking 50 years. So why exactly. not this year? Uh, over 60, mate. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. I do remember the last one because there's a... I, I, forgot, I forgot to say just when we're doing something earlier. There's a song um, by the tragically hip, a Canadian band called 50 Mission Cap. And the guy talks about the last time the Leafs won the cup. And I was like, yeah, that is a long time ago. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a while ago. Um, so uh, moving on from the NHL, uh, we will go to uh, GAA. We'll go to the National Football League. And starting off on Saturday, the 20th, uh, sorry, that's games coming up. Um, we'll, we'll start off with games that have actually happened. How about that, Darren? <laughs> yeah, instead of us trying to predict the future. So <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, Claire against Laos. Leash. Leash. Oh my this. God! You've come I on. Can't, I can't not do it. Um, One sixteen <clears throat> to twelve points. Uh, so yeah, decent win for kicker. Claire. Uh, Meath against Westmeath. I practiced that one. Very tight. Better. Sixteen points to fifteen points. That's a big one. That's the neighbors, like yeah, the, me, the, me taking that. Um, Sligo were uh, victorious over Leitrim, uh, two nineteen to eighteen points, uh, twenty five in total. Uh, do you want to take this one, mate? Uh, the Armagh Monaghan game. Happy to because we won because this this was the one that uh, everyone was like, oh, Armagh is going to go into Division One this year and get absolutely hammered, and I was like, probably yes, but this game we can win. So. <laughs> We're good Probably, enough to be yes, but shut up. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Armagh won 16 uh, to 112 winners over Monaghan. They've done this very annoying thing where they've moved uh, the divisions. Because of COVID, there's like a Division 1 North, Division 1 South. Yeah. So Armagh has to play Tyrone, Donegal and Monaghan, which is like a little precursor to the Ulster Championship, which exactly. happens later in the year anyway. Exactly. And then they've got the Southern teams, which is Kerry, Dublin, Galway and Roscommon who would be better off for us to play those teams to kind of get Division 1 football exactly. without playing a mini Ulster Championship. Because they were like, oh, it's for COVID restrictions. I was like, downplayed Mayo. There are two opposite <laughs> sides of the fucking island. How is this working? Yeah, Why can't of- we go play Dublin? We're closer to fucking Dublin than we are to Donegal. <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, Wicklow uh, got beat by Offaly, 114 to 110. Uh, Dublin coming out winners, 122 over Ross Commons, 16 points. Uh, strong start by Dublin, like, but it was probably, as you said, their, uh, I don't know, embryonic squad <laughs> full of young boys. Like, um, on Saturday, Waterford uh, got beat by Carlo 316 to 10 points. That was a thumping, like, um, another Ulster matchup, uh, Fermanagh beat Cabin uh, 15 points to 14. So that was another tight one, man. That's mad that Cavan were in the All Ireland semi final last year. Isn't it? Again, beat five for Mana, who were out in the first yeah. round. Crazy. Um, Derry were uh, victorious over Longford, uh, 21 points to five points. So that was, yeah, decent, decent win for them. Uh, Limerick, 113 to Tipperary's 14 points. So a narrow to uh, two-point win there for Limerick. 
Donegal beating Tyrone, uh, 18 points to 16. Cork uh, got beat by Kildare, which, okay. you know, decent. Two, mm-hmm. two twelve to 14 points. Um, Louth uh, got beat by the Antrim football team, 115 to three points, uh, three goals on eight points, which, you know, yeah, I saw that. it's not too bad. Kerry beat Galway, <laughs> 421 to 11 points. So, yeah, they scored three times as many fucking points as uh, Galway did. And uh, I don't like to mention this, but Mayo beat down uh, 221 to 111. Yeah, pretty bad hammer in that one. Not but good. Public as well. You don't watch football anyway. Why are you even doing scores for this? Like, you're, you're just waiting uh, no, for the man, I am, back I, Exactly, and we're about to get into it. But I would like to say I am a big fan of the the home counties <laughs> um the occupied six counties i i home counties i was like that's in england isn't it <laughs> um so any football and hurling i'm all about it and if you're uh fermanagh armagh uh tyrone Derry, uh antrim or down i support you um so uh the results this week are as follows um so the 16th of may isn't it Saturday just passed. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Galway uh, beat Limerick 26 points to 20. Um, that, yeah, that was a decent big, result. Big deal because everyone thought Limerick was going to walk the whole year. Exactly. Haven't been beat since the, er, since early 2019. Man. So, you know, it's, it, it was a great win for Galway, who had a great start to the season as well. Um, Leitrim got beat by Louth 116 to 211. Uh, Tyrone actually beat Monaghan. Um, 125 to 213. Um, Cavan, another Ulster lineup here. Uh, Cavan against Fermanagh, and it ended in a tie. There's been a couple of ties this year. I'm not used to it. Um, yeah. Offley <laughs> beat Curry, which, hey, that's pretty big. Uh, 228 to 13. Oh, wait, no, Curry's more football, isn't Aren't they? Curry are more, are more football, but they were they almost went into senior hurling last year. Only Antrim took their place because they beat them in the Joe McDonough final. Yo. So Kerry are a grade two, or you know, like the second grade down. Yeah. They're not bad at hurling, but it's only really in certain parts of the county because they are so legendary for football. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and now I have to say, one of the most entertaining games of the week was Kilkenny against Antrim. Big style. Uh, so- this off air. Yeah, Kilkenny uh, ended up winning 128 to 315. But Antrim traveling to, to Kilkenny, scoring three goals against Kilkenny in their own backyard, takes some doing. Yeah, especially for the sort of newly promoted Antrim as well. That's a big statement of intent for them not to just kind of be there to make up the numbers. They've, exactly. Clare, they've given Kilkenny a good run. Um, I mean, in Hurling, that couple of points is, is not much. Antrim went through two periods where they didn't score for maybe 10 minutes at a time. I know complete difference of the game but whenever their backs were to the wall they didn't panic that team that other team a few years ago against the team at Kilkenny would have been absolutely destroyed so fair play them for getting up and a little bit of luck they can, this can build momentum in this and keep playing the bigger teams and see how they go and be ready for championship to give it a run you know on the Saffrons that's what I say um the Saffs. The uh Waterford against Westmeath uh Waterford won 122 to 119 Armagh winning both football and hurling this weekend yeah, decent. Well. Uh, 221 to 16 points, beating Longford. Uh, Wexford beat Clare 219 to 121. Second defeat for Clare this season. First against Antrim, now against Wexford. Um, yeah. Down went two, uh, were two points to the victor against Carlo with the score of 320 to 318. So, very close game there. Um, 
and this is uh, Tipperary against, no, we covered that, right? The Tipperary against Cork match. Did we do that last week or have they already played? Well, I can't remember if we did it. But no, we'll wait, just... we didn't cover it. We just watched it. We watched oh, okay. the game. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So uh, Darren actually came around for this match, uh, but it ended in a tie. Uh, Tipperary and Cork finished 22 apiece. Great game of hurling, like. Yeah. Very good. Um, Dublin uh, end up getting their first win of the year against Leash. Um, 30 points to 22. Ross Common uh, got beat by Mayo 120. Uh, or they scored uh, one point, uh, one goal, nine points uh, to their 120. Uh, Meath beat Wicklow 20 points to 11. And to round it all up, Kildare beat Donegal 429, 41 points in total to 14. That was... <laughs> A uh, humping. Um, Quite so, hammering. yeah, pretty serious. And with that, uh, we go into story time with a very special guest, the very, very funny and the only Linfield fan I will ever respect, Mr. Alan Irwin. Whoa, whoa, hang on. He supports he supports Linfield? I leave yeah. you alone for two minutes and you let a Linfield fan on the fucking thing? <laughs> I'm sorry, he's funny. What, what do you want me to do? Son of a bitch. All right, okay. Very, very strange. Um, okay, so this uh, this week's story time is a little bit different than our normal story time because normally it's uh, me and Darren talking about someone or me and Darren having a guest on to talk about someone. Uh, but this week, uh, Darren has refused to come on for story time uh, for the simple fact that uh, he doesn't want two Protestants on the one Zoom call. It's too much That's, for him. I, yeah, I get it. It's, it's new, you know, he's bad experience. It's like, not with Protestants, he just grew up in Uri. Um, So, you know. <laughs> It's warped his brain. All the all the chemicals that were dumping into the water down there has made him bigoted. <laughs> exactly. They they were they were supposed to straighten his teeth, but just made him. No, they didn't. Yeah, they thought it was fluoride, but it, it was not. It was sulfuric acid. <laughs> um, um, so, so this week, I have got uh, for all intents and purposes today, you are now my co-host, but you're also a very special guest, a very good friend of the podcast, Mr. Alan Irwin. Hello. Do you know me and Darren have the same birthday as well? So I uh, works on as many well levels. as uh, William Regal, but I'm trying to. Uh, yeah, yeah but he's Darren. not here, is he? Yeah, no. This see, William Regal's real name is Darren Matthews. That's what I want. Right, to say. William Regal's real name is Darren Matthews. Uh, um, I've never seen them in the same room together. So what does that say? Because that's because you've been around other Protestants at the time. So. <laughs> Exactly. Um, I mean, I don't know if William Regal's a Protestant, but I assume. Uh, yeah, yeah, come on, Regal. <laughs> no one who smokes Regal has ever. To be fair as well, though, like Darren Matthews, you'd be like probably a Protestant. You know, it's confusing. I, I, I do like the bit that he does that his parents gave him a "is he or isn't he" name. Yeah, That's well, probably see, to me, it isn't. And is he or isn't he? To me, it's an "isn't he" name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like Alan Irwin. It's just like. Oh, oh yeah, I know yeah. what he is. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, like, it could be anything. It could be Cattle, uh, but as long as you have the surname Robinson, you're a Protestant. It's, it's oh, absolutely. You could be Finbar Robinson. You'd be like, yep, he grew up the shangle. <laughs> His parents gave him that name for a laugh. You know? Yeah, just to harden him or something. Um, <laughs> so uh, this week uh, we are talking about um, a very special person uh, that we'll get into. But uh, just to start off. Tell us who you support and why, because this boggles my mind. I should be wearing the Sunderland shirt I have. It's literally really less than 20 meters away from me. 
Yeah, but, but that's a that's a long way to go. Am I getting up? Probably no, not. For, not for an audio medium. If we're <laughs> exactly. on TV, maybe. Um, well, so yes, I support. I love the way, by the way, went, who do you support? I'm just waiting to get my Sunderland shirt. You're like, <laughs> you've ruined it already. This is not professional. Um, oh, were yes. you under the illusion that this was professional? I, actually, yeah, that's a fucking stupid thing to say. I don't know why I said that. Um, okay, so, uh, well, so I, I, you know, domestically in Northern Ireland, I support Linfield. I used to have a season ticket. Uh, but um, I support Sunderland. Um, and in terms of why, I don't know. Um, what I remember is, so I didn't really like football as a child. I got I, into I, I was the exact same. I was yeah. the exact same. So I just, I remember like, so, I, you know, my dad really liked football. I was like, maybe I can teach myself to like football. And it has worked. Like I did it when I was like 14 and I'm now 31 and I still like football. So it definitely worked. It I like works. made myself enjoy it. And I just remember that it was like round about the time you do Sunderland were setting points records, like as in lowest points <laughs> records. Yeah. And the Nick McCarthy um, oh, as manager. Man. And like, it was just, it was a glorious time to be a Sunderland fan because you were like, it couldn't get any worse than this. And it turns out it absolutely could. <laughs> it could get many magnitudes of worse than this. So, you know, that was like a four on the Richter scale. And now we're on a like nine, Yeah. you know, so it's nine the max. We're like an eight. We're not at the worst yet. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but you're getting there. Although oh, they, absolutely. They've been playing yeah. well this season. Well, they were. They actually, like, we were having a good way. We were like unbeaten in 14. Mm-hmm. Then we got something like two points from 18. Ooh. And uh, we fin- ended up finishing fourth, which at one stage we looked like we were going to go up automatically. Uh-huh. Um, and they've really limped across the finish line, which is a bit of a worry because the playoffs are starting Wednesday. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're pretty terrible. Now, the only thing is, by finishing fourth, it means now we play Lincoln in the semi-finals, which okay. is better than it would have been uh, Oxford. Oh yeah, who yeah, scored a lot of goals. You know, so you're like Lincoln or a bit. Also, fans are going to be back, so maybe you know there'll be some momentum. We've got the second leg at home. I don't know why I'm being optimistic because we'll get tanked <laughs> at Wembley. That's what this is. What happens? You know, exactly. we did win a trophy this season. Yeah, the the um, Papa John's trophy wasn't it? The Papa Papa John's. It'll always be the Johnson's paint in my heart. <laughs> Um, that's it's it's definitely um, would you can't you know the way like when Spurs won the uh, what was it it was the League Cup it's now the Carabao Cup but it was the Carling Cup when they won it back in like two thousand and fucking seven or something like that mm-hmm. and like nobody was giving them any credit it's like a Mickey Mouse it's like when Newcastle won the Intertoto yeah and you're like what even is that, is it's, that it, it, but it all comes down to like um, what. What level you're at, you know, like there's yeah, the teams yeah, anyway. Yeah. Like I've always really wanted to do. You know, you can do that day where they do the FA Trophy and the FA Vaz back to back at Wembley. Yeah, and they it's usually they, they get like forty thousand out of it or something. I was like, that mm-hmm. sounds like a great day out because yeah. for all those we don't be clubs, like that's a cute. You know, they're at Wembley. Yeah, they're fucking yeah, like they're amateur league well. and they're playing at Wembley. Exactly. You know? um, and also like Julio Arca that used to play for Sunderland got to Wembley with South Shields <laughs> in the FA Vaz. I think it was. About three years ago, and you're like, he finally made it. He's about <laughs> 52 now, and he finally made it. He's done it. He's only him. gone and done it. Um, uh, so yeah, let's get into it. This week we are talking about uh, Niall Quinn. Niall Quinn. Now, big big Niall. <laughs> that's what they used to call him. Uh, but yeah, that's not, his nickname, Big Niall. And um, not necessarily someone that springs to mind. When you say football genius, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say it. 
but no, I, I mean, would... yes, but you see, these are the Niall Quinn is a great example, actually, Kevin Phillips is too, mm, of yes. those like unsung heroes where like they're a legend at like a mid table club, yeah, do you know what I mean? That they've never like really had they never had huge success and they didn't win a lot of trophies or anything, mm. but just. And that everybody status loves them. within the club, yeah. Yeah, and but, he's a bit like that. I mean, actually, when I was looking at the stats, I was quite surprised. He actually scored more goals for Man City yeah. than he did for Sunderland. Which is but, strange, like. Because, but, you know, Man City, obviously, if Man City were still Stuart Pierce era Man City, <laughs> he'd be more of a legend, do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, the Michael Johnson. being happy about it, you know, that's... But yeah, no, I was actually going to pay you a compliment until I changed my mind there. I was going to say, so um, uh, Quinn isn't necessarily the, the one person uh, you think of when you say footballing genius, but we needed to have someone in Sunderland to get a comedic genius as of yourself onto the podcast. Like that's well, what I think I you're was... going to say, like, you know, I'm somebody you wouldn't consider a comedic genius, but, you know, within Lisburn, <laughs> I'm a bit of a legend, you know. <laughs> I'm really not. I'm really not. I don't. There are no famous Lisburn comedians that I can think of. But yeah, I I, I keep forgetting. I don't know. You, you you just seem like an East Belfast kind of person to me. Like well, I live in East Earth. Belfast now. You know, and have done for seven years. So you know, you, but you, you uh, acclimatize well to the climate. But also bear in mind, you know, once I have a bit of money, like I'm out of here, like <laughs> this is back to Lisburn, <laughs> where I belong. Uh, okay, so uh, Niall John Quinn uh, is a obviously former footballer, businessman, ex-chairman of Sunderland. So yep, not that's, only and manager, and manager, he was yeah. caretaker manager. Yeah, isn't that? Yeah, he's he's been about the club then. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That makes us sound like there's rumours about him. <laughs> he's been putting it about the club. <laughs> Dirty bastard. Yeah, we. This is not like an exclusive or anything like that. <laughs> Although I will mention that we recently did uh, an episode uh, about Ryan Giggs right. before everything came Oof. out. Yeah, man, talk yeah, about that. You know I'm, I'm not going to say I'm glad, right? But <laughs> yeah, I'm also not glad. <laughs> I'm not glad that those awful things happened, right? Yeah. But what I am glad is me and uh, friend, I'm sure friend of the pod, Ronan Ninsky, mm-hmm. um, have discussed this before that like Ryan Giggs was a total shit and <laughs> everybody just kind of forgot about it and just went, oh, but he's right, oh, come on. I'm sure. That goal he's all right. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like he, he had sex with his brother's wife mm. like, and Classic, paid yeah. for to have an abortion and all. Like he's a scumbag. And Classic. it turns out, yes, he's still a scumbag. <laughs> exactly. So, just, yeah. Yeah. What a, a cheater, always a cheater. <laughs> on and off the pitch um <laughs> uh, so yeah uh, he uh quinn uh was obviously ex-chairman but uh, he continued his sunderland's directorial responsibilities um for the international development until he stepped down in 2012 mm-hmm. so do you remember him like because you're not that much older than me it, it probably because he retired around what 2002 but yeah but 2002 would have been yeah um do you do you remember him much or i remember bits of pieces and i remember like um him playing for ireland as well you know he was yeah, yeah, yeah. so he was kind of for that order. reason he would have been about because like well so i had an operation on my feet in 2002 it's and I missed the Alan, last two months it's the most Alan Irwin statement oh, I've ever heard in my life so well basically I'll, I'll, I'll give you the cliff notes right I, ha- I have really severe flat feet 
mm-hmm. to the extent where like if I walked at the time, if I walked like a couple hundred meters, my feet would blister. It was really bad. Sure. So they, I did an operation where they, they took, I didn't do the operation. They did an operation. <laughs> but they, they took a bone out of my hip and put it in my feet to like mm-hmm. fix them. And then that meant I had two months off school. But I had two months off school during the 2002 World Cup, which oh you remember was in South Korea and Japan. So yes. it was all during the day. So I watched the entire World Cup that year. And <laughs> that sort of, you know, started me into football. Oh, that's amazing. Um, that's a great wee story. So, yes, I remember, you know, the whole Roy Keane walking mm. out in the middle and, and Senegal beating France. Well, we're getting off the topic, but the point is, <laughs> exactly. is I do remember now, now Quinn playing. Um, uh, so, yeah, obviously, step down in 2012 uh, from the directorial kind of uh, duties in Sunderland. But also, I, I had no idea that he played for these other teams even before Sunderland. But uh, Arsenal and Man City... Yeah, I always forget about Arsenal. I don't think he w- he wouldn't have been that old at Arsenal. Like no, but, definitely um, not. It, it, it I, I do remember him from Man City. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a bit it's a bit weird for me um, looking at it now with people like people who used to play for Manchester City because when I started watching football around like maybe two thousand four two thousand five, um, like Man City were getting beat like eight two by Middlesbrough. Oh yeah, Man City were shite. Like the yeah. years that I remember first getting into football, they were terrible. Mm. And like that's why, like I saw, you know, that Nalquim went to Sunderland for a club record one and a half million. And you're like, yeah. you wouldn't buy Man City's the guy that sells the fucking ice creams for one and a half million <laughs> night. Like you just wouldn't, you know. It's, yeah, you definitely. It's a very be. different time in football. Yeah, yeah, it's very different. But it's just like now, Arsenal are the ones that are just like, oh yeah, Arsenal. They're kind of, they're mid table at this point. But back then, so from 80, for the seven years that he was at Arsenal, like that was arguably their prime just before they got into the Invincibles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would it, yeah, that'd be about right, yeah. Yeah, and it must have been, I mean, like, he kind of he seems like the guy that when he's there, he's like, if there's anything wrong, he's not going to just, you know, uh, you know, throw the toys out of the pram and leave. Because he was with uh, uh, Arsenal for seven years uh, and then... Uh, Manchester City for six years and then obviously finishing his career with Sunderland from uh, yeah, like, another Yeah, he's one of those guys. But it's, it's that sort of like, I don't want to be this guy, but it's like, it's sort of a bit old fashioned, you know, like sort of like loyalty of like, you know, this, as long as I'm paid well yeah. and I'm playing, I'll put up with like how good or bad a team we are. Yeah. You know. It's this um, generation that's the problem. That is a hundred percent. So our generation, our generation are a bunch of shit. <laughs> uh, I think I've just found a perfect clip to isolate for uh, the advertising. Of our this generation one. are a bunch of shit. But it's even like I was talking to guy in work the other day. I was like, and we really were like old men. We're like, there is something to the fact you know that youth players used to like clean the boots of like old, you know the senior team and all. No, but there is because now you just go here's forty grand. I know you're sixteen, but here's forty grand a week. Yeah, and just just don't be don't be gambling or anything. Like obviously, you know. Yeah, yeah. Don't or, be can't drink either, though. Yeah, exactly. No drink. No. Just just keep buying FIFA Ultimate Team Packs. <laughs> that sounds like a dream to me, to be honest. Until with. your eyes bleed. Like, you know, it's just... Uh, um, but yeah, with his time, um, obviously being from Dublin, uh, his youth uh, career was spent with Arsenal, uh, then graduating to uh, the main club in 1983 staying there uh until 1990 67 appearances with only 14 goals that's not that's not bad for the amount for of- his years like considering yeah. so he was 17 in 1983 so like it's okay he obviously yeah. wasn't uh um like when he didn't, he, 
yeah, he didn't really hit the ground running, kind of like. Uh, no, no, he, he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't. Like what do you call your man? I always forget his name, but he's like a great trivia question. You knew your man. He was Italian. He played for United and he scored, was it the winner against Cardiff or something? And oh, like his, Macchiata? Yeah, who Macchiata? like everybody went, oh, here yeah. we go. Here's the next big thing. Yeah. And, and then now he plays for fucking <laughs> Dungannon or something. Do you like, know he just, who he plays for? Who? I actually know this. Sassuolo over in Italy. Does he? Mm. Well, that's actually even a bigger team than I would have expected. He just, I know. He I just, know. Straight down. Like. Yeah, I think it's a renaissance in his career. Like, because I genuinely think he was playing for like a, I don't know, Gerardo first in Germany or something like that. Um, uh, but yeah, so 14 goals, not too bad. But then obviously getting the transfer to Man City in 1990, uh, ending up actually very narrowly playing more games for Manchester City than he did for uh, yep. Sunderland um, and getting 66 goals there. Yeah, his, his goals per game ratio is better at Man City. Yeah. Definitely. And then um, uh, 1996, obviously getting transferred to Sunderland, uh, playing 203 games. Two more games and you could have been a Sunderland legend for life, even more than what he already is. I know. Um, But getting 61 goals uh, in his time there. And this is also really, really strange. He comes out of retirement to play in the Thai football league in Bangkok. Yeah, I I, I have a feeling about that. And I do not understand what happened there. Yeah. Because that was the same year that he bought Sunderland. So, like, when did he play for them? When did this happen? 2006. But, like, why? So that's the police. I'm just like, that's the police team. Yeah, police terror. Um, I'm not quite sure what the crack is with it, but... The- I don't have to Google this because that's, it just makes no sense because, like I say, he bought Sunderland in the summer. Mm-hmm. So, I see now, Quinn, back... Oh, here we go. Somebody's actually asked this question. Great. <laughs> I think I remember seeing it. It was, I think it was to boost the popularity in No, Bangkok. Well, according to the book, he, <laughs> his book, he went over just to talk to them to see like, would he be interested? And mm-hmm. they told him he was playing in the cup final <laughs> and he didn't dare say no. So he just had to play because he was afraid of getting killed. <laughs> He'll get like fucking contained in a Thai, Taiwanese, uh, a Thai prison. And, and then he pretended he had a family emergency. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, stumped off at half time. Time, you know, time in a Thai prison would be rough, but, Quite. you know, Matt Chairman of Sunderland in a way is worse. <laughs> yeah, that's the eternal punishment. <laughs> exactly, that's never ending. Exactly. Uh, At least you have hope of death in a Thai prison, you know. <laughs> Um, uh, not only has he played for uh, those four different teams, I just can't get over the, the, the Wikipedia page just saying one appearance, zero goals, but it still counts, man. It still fucking counts. Still counts. But weirdly, it's not mentioned on his Wikipedia page apart from that. Yeah, oh, exactly. Here yeah. That's it. So they were linked with Arsenal, apparently. Oh, strange. That is strange. That's very strange. We need. I hope we're not like pulling a thread here that is going to like. I the Thai police are going to knock on your door and be like, <laughs> "Stop asking we questions." Two Protestants in here. <laughs> where's the Where's the one that you call Darren Matthews? It's like he's already yeah, in hiding. That, yeah, he's he's like the Protestant Pope. <laughs> 
Speaking of Protestants, uh, his national career is spent with the Republic of Ireland, um, playing all the way through. Now, I, you have no under or no understanding how much I appreciate this in a player where they uh, go through the youth system uh, with the team, but then stay with them into senior level. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, but you don't want that thing where they like betray you at the end, you know? Yeah, no, I I literally despise that. Like it's just. And it happens a lot with Ireland and England, to be fair. So Jack Oh, yeah, because there's so much, yeah. Yeah, Declan Rice and go. stuff. When he retired, he was the record goal scorer. Mm-hmm. Before with 21 Keane. goals. I mean, Robbie Keane now has 68. Mm-hmm. So it's quite... He, he slightly lapped him there. But exactly. Like, Just a touch. Um, but yeah, starting in uh, 1985, uh, under-17s, under-21s, the under-23s, and then the B team as well. Um, I, I assume that's just kind of like a reserve... Almost. Yeah, they used, I think they used to have that, didn't they? It was like a B from for internationals as well. It was a way to like get seen, but um, that's one way to do. It. I, I don't think they do that anymore. Like, yeah, no, I, yeah, it's, it it's probably just they rank up in terms of like like the under twenty ones and all that kind of noise, rather than just yeah, going straight into. So. You're probably yeah, you're probably too old for the youth team, but. Mm. You know, you're maybe not good enough yet to be in the senior team. Too crazy for normal town. Too normal for crazy town. Absolutely. Oh, here. Mm-hmm. You want to, since we're talking about, we're way off it now, but you want to do my trivia that I have then? Because it's oh, a great yes. piece of trivia. Yes, right, yes, okay, we'll do right, this okay. now. So for the listener, okay, I asked Jordan, right, I who is the only football player who has both a Champions League medal and an All-Ireland in GAA? Now, what I will say is it is a junior All-Ireland. So that, well, it, it counts for the purpose of this question. Okay, fine. <laughs> Who is the only football player that has a Champions League medal and a Junior All Ireland medal? Well, um, so I originally straight off the bat said Roy Keane because I assumed United and Cork or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was told that I was wrong. So thinking it, it, it has to be an Irish person, correct? No. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> this is a great... Tri- I have no... Okay, put me out of my misery. But you see, if I know this, I'm going to be very annoyed. Xabi Alonso. Fuck off. Seriously, I'm, I'll Google it here. I, I found this out Shut years ago. Xabi Alonso, GA, right? Jabby, maybe, now, to be fair, maybe he isn't the only one, but he definitely has an all-iron, right? Xabi Alonso, okay, so he dabbled with Gaelic football during his time as a Spanish exchange student in Kells in the mid-90s. <laughs> And he played, let's see, what did he get? It was the under 15s or something. He went to Kells on a school, at the age of 15, he went to Kells on a school exchange program to learn English. There he helped the local Kells junior football team to win an All-Ireland junior club title in Keating Park, Cher Savine. (laughs) What? (laughs) I can't get my head around this. It's amazing, isn't it? That is fantastic. Um, we actually... Oh, here, here's another great bit of trivia, though, from the same page. Yeah. Drogheda United football crest derives from the Turkish Ottoman Empire crest. It is believed that during the Irish famine, Turkey's then leader, Sultan Abdul Mahid, sent three ships loaded with food to Drogheda port. As a sign of thanks, the Drogheda town adopted the Ottoman Empire star and crescent as its coat of arms crest. That is a great bit of trivia knowledge. Zabi Alonso. I can't believe that, like... That's a great one. Now, obviously, it's going to be on your podcast now, so the eight oh, yeah, people yeah. that listen will not will know it already. But exactly. it's a great one to drop in at parties. Like you know, yeah, you, really you, 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 you get a dickhead that's like an expert in football. <laughs> Me, yeah. Fuck him. 
<laughs> you know this, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's just throwing me off. Like, I'm just thinking, like, his life could have been so different. <laughs> Imagine he's dead in Kells. I became, you know, fucking Paddy Alonso. <laughs> yes, Paddy Alonso. <laughs> They definitely called him Paddy. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. His name wasn't Paddy. They'd be like, hey, Paddy. Uh, there's a fucking Motty. Like, um, I just imagine. Or they might call like, him Pavi, Pavi Alonso, Pavi yeah, Alonso. Yeah, probably. Uh, just like, I don't know, in a loveless relationship, hates his wife, three kids, two of them don't Never misses Mass, though. Never misses Mass. Good Catholic lad. Darren exactly. Matthews would love him. <laughs> exactly. He'd let him on the podcast. Oh, um, absolutely. But yeah, speaking of playing Gaelic, uh, Niall Quinn played for Perrystown in Dublin because uh, that is like for their club. Uh, and he also competed underage football and hurling in Dublin. And he captained the Dublin College's GAA party on a one-month tour of Australia. Yeah, and it says he was offered a contract to play Aussie Rules as well. Yeah, yeah, which was quite crazy. Um, I suppose but... Aussie Rules would be similar to GAA in a way, wouldn't it? Oh, you know, it really is. There's a big cross section of players in the off season during the GAA, like between the uh, the leagues and the leagues finishing and ending slash the All Ireland and the Aussie Rules kind of season. Uh, there's a couple who play in counties here would go over to Australia and play for the Aussie right, Rules. Right. Okay. Well, there you so go. It's very interesting. Um, but yeah, now Quinn decided to stick with football and. That is pretty much all she wrote with old Nylers. Old Nylers. That's what I'm gonna call Nylers. him from now on. He's uh he's a he's a funny man, like he's got a a big Irish head on him, you know. He's like mm-hmm. like if you just saw a photo of him, you'd be like, That guy's Irish. He's yeah. got the big fucking exactly square head. Exactly. if you, know, you but if you were in like an airport terminal in Orlando, Florida, just about to go on family holiday and you saw an Isle Quinn, you're like, I wonder what part of Falamina he's from, even though he's not from Falamina. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like. Yeah, it, it's one of those things. Um, I'll, uh, just because you give me a wee trivia question there, Alan, um, I'm going to give you one about Sunderland. Oh, but I'm really bad at football trivia, but okay. So, um, <laughs> uh, we, if you were listening last week, you probably would get this quite easily. Um, but obviously... Yeah, you see, that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem, my friend. Um, so, uh, what's his name? I'm trying to get, yeah, there we go. Uh, so, before managing Sunderland FC in 2013, what English team did Paulo De Canio manage? Oh, fuck. I'll just, at the time, I'll check what league they're in. Hmm. Swansea? Uh, League League 2. So they were in League 2 at the time. League 2. I think Uh, they're still in League 2. I'm not sure. Doncaster? Incorrect. Swindon Town. You didn't give me... I I should have got more than one guess. You get one guess and that's it. This is my podcast. This isn't the stupid sexy podcast. Fuck you, Robinson, all right? (laughs) I'm away. See you later. Leave meeting. (laughs) This is what I want all our guests to end on. Just saying, fuck you, Jordan, and like ending the call. Have you got anything to plug? I know you do, and that's why I asked. Do I have anything to plug? Yes. Uh, so me and my my friend, your friend, all of our friends. She's not your friend. Just, I've known her longer than you. That's the rules, right? That is definitely 100% the rules, all right? Oh, no, okay. If you get Heather, I get Ronan. 
on weekends. Fine. I mean, <laughs> Bertie replies to my texts these days, so you have them. Done. Um, yes, uh, good friend of the pod. Uh, I don't know why I'm saying that. It's your pod. <laughs> it's like we're uh, on a podcast together now. <laughs> uh, Heather Anderson, who co-hosts Pop Kernel's View. We've started yes. a podcast called The Stupid Sexy Podcast, uh, a Simpsons Odyssey. So basically, uh, me and Heather have known each other for a while, but we bonded over our mutual love of The Simpsons. And as we know, um, all later episodes of The Simpsons are shit. Like, we all know that. Except I haven't actually seen any of them, so I don't know. But, you know, <laughs> we all go, oh, it's t- they're te- Simpsons is terrible now. But, like, how much of it have we actually seen, you know? So we're going back uh, to season 14 and working our way through all the episodes. Uh, the pilot dropped e- yesterday. Yeah, and the first episode yeah, uh, proper is out on Wednesday. And it'll be out every week until we're done, which will be whenever uh, I slip my wrist from... <laughs> Uh, spending so much time with Heather um, <laughs> so yeah Stupid Sexy Podcast uh, it's Stupid Sexy Pod on all the social media yeah. things Heather does all that but like please join us join <laughs> yeah. us man to be honest you see the concept of that alone I'm like sold already two comedians I hold in great respect with the Simpsons uh, hold on no I said it was me and Heather oh oh you're on it okay sorry one comedian <laughs> I hold in great respect um but yeah no definitely check out Super Sexy Podcast uh Alan Irwin everyone Wee, it's me <laughs> So, games to watch this week uh, coming up, there is uh, a couple, uh, I don't know if it's this week or next week that uh, they've all started, but the all of the football uh, seasons are kind of rounding up around this time. So, you know, it, it, it's time to look at it as this is the end, my friend, the very end, the end. Um, in the Premiership, uh, West Brom uh, take on West Ham. Uh, on Wednesday night um, that's not necessarily a big game but I, I feel uh, that I need to mention in the League One playoffs Lincoln are playing against Sunderland to get promoted back up to the championship so hopefully okay. Sunderland can do something there um, moving on to Thursday League Two the uh, actually no we won't even cover League Two because it's it's only minnows we only cover the Northern Irish Premiership um, back to League One the other semi-finals this is the second leg um, Blackpool are against Oxford United so uh, let's see how that works out uh, on Saturday the second round of the championship playoffs uh, start with Brentford against Bournemouth and Swansea against Barnsley. Um, so hopefully there'll be a good couple of games. And the second leg of the League One playoffs, Sunderland against Lincoln takes place on Saturday as well. Uh, moving on to Sunday, there are 10, count them, 10 Premiership games on and none of them seem attractive. <laughs> Let me, what you, this is the thing you don't do in, in radio or in broadcast where you leave a silence so let me just oh, I'm just going to read the, the games here hang on yeah wait, wait one, one more second what no Jordan's totally right nothing yeah. there We're, crazy isn't it well games of fuck all what's going on Leicester against Tottenham is the only shout but apart yeah. from that they're yeah paint drying like um, so yeah moving on to Monday there's nothing in terms of football but on Tuesday the uh, Northern Irish Premiership is back the relegation groups Ballymena against Warren Point Carrick Rangers against Glenavon and Portadown against Dungannon uh, now for the championship group 
where it all hots up. Lauren take on Glen Torren at Inver Park. Cliftonville hosts Crusaders at Solitude. And Coleraine hosts Linfield down in the showgrounds on Coleraine. Oh, buddy. Love, love, love to see this. Obviously, Crusaders bringing up the rear. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's looking like uh, Linfield have all but won this year. Um, sitting second is Coleraine, 69 points. Third, Glen Torren with 65 points. Lauren with 64. And Cliftonville fifth with 59. Uh, yeah, it's rounding up to the end of the season. Linfield have won it. And we go again next year, guys. How about that? Huh? <laughs> That's the best way to look at it. Uh, and obviously, I'm not going to go over all the NFL or sorry, the NHL. Uh, that we covered because it's all the same games because they're seven game series. So tune in next week when we go over more results uh, from all the rounds, the first round of the Canadian teams playing the Edmonton against Winnipeg and Toronto against Montreal will be there. Um, But we'll just cover quickly all the football and hurling that's coming up. So we'll start off, start off with the hurling. Yeah, go for it. Just give, give it blast out some games there. Blast out some games. And here, let me tell you what. I'm not going to get one of these names wrong. That's how professional I am. Longford against Tyrone. Um, Sligo against Armagh. Tipperary against Galway. Huge game. Huge game. Looking forward to that. Dublin against oh, Antrim. Um, and it's in Dublin as well. For fuck's sake, how much would I love to see Dublin get beat by Antrim? Um, <laughs> on Sunday, uh, Carrier against Meath. Carlo against Offaly, Wicklow against Down, Donegal against Mayo, Kilkenny against Wexford. Could be a good game. Two absolute giants of the game. Uh, yeah. Louth against Cavan, Fermanagh against Leitrim, Cork against Westmeath, Leash against Clare, Waterford against Limerick, Kildare against Derry, and that's where we'll finish up with the football. Um, or sorry, the hurling even. Uh just quickly looking forward to the men's football. So the fixtures for uh, this Saturday, May 22nd, uh, Westmeath against Mayo, Offaly against Limerick, Wexford against Waterford, Tipperary against Wicklow, Doug- uh, Douglin, <laughs> Donegal against Monaghan, Derry against Fermanagh, Armagh against Tyrone, Leash against Cork, and Cavan against Longford. We uh, And then there's a couple of games on Sunday. Oh, buddy, a replay of the 2019 Sam Maguire Cup. Dublin against Kerry. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's yeah, going to be a good that. game. It's on yeah. uh, TG Cahar as well. So, uh, yeah, definitely get that. give that a rip. Uh, Galway against Ross Common. Kildare against Clare. Leitrim against Louth. Uh, Down against Meath. Uh, Antrim are against Sligo. Look at that. Not um, bad. Your your pronunciations of counties that you know are on the island you live on are getting better. Well done. Yeah, exactly. I should have done it like I don't know, thirty two years ago because there's thirty two counties. Um, you know, so, thirty two though. Hey, hey. Um, so let's get into a little bit of trivia for you, Darren. It's my turn, isn't it? Not, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, quick fire questions, so you best be ready, son. I got them in my head. Okay. Right, um, let, me get ready. let me just emotionally prepare here. Okay, so, so okay, go. The, the first question is an ice hockey related one. Uh, okay. And it is when was the last time the Montreal Canadiens faced the Toronto Maple Leafs in a playoff series? What year? What? 
I know you've probably. I think you mentioned this last week. I did. In what year? Yeah. Do it, is there is there is it a multiple choice? It's never multiple uh, choice. Okay, 1978, 1979, or 1980. 1978. Oh no! Incorrect. 79. Ah, for You were close there, buddy. Um, that's, how okay. ter- that's how terrible the Leafs were through the 80s and 90s. It just I know, man. When Moss so everything. So it, that wasn't even the last time they won. That was just the last time they played Montreal in a series. Like, um, yeah. okay. So the second question is football related. What okay. Blackburn keeper scored? Uh, so what Blackburn goalkeeper scored from a corner? Tim Flowers. Incorrect. What? Who was that? Brad Friedel. Brad Friedel scored from a corner. Oh wait, I scored it. Fuck me. I thought you meant he hit the corner. Oh, no, Jesus. no, no. All right. Yeah, because everyone's on about Allison scoring the on night. Exactly. It was, it was the first yeah. person I'm like, no, 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 Brad yeah. Friedel. Yeah, Brad ah. Friedel. Uh, but then if we're talking about goals from the, uh, you know, other goalkeepers, there's a bunch of other ones. And your last question is also uh, goalkeeper related. Who or what goalkeeper? Okay, uh, this is a multiple. Mm, actually, let's see. If you can get uh, the player or the club that he played for. Uh, you get the point. So, um, what goalkeeper has scored the fastest goal in Premiership history? What goalie? What goalkeeper or what team did he play for? I'll take either answer. I have no idea, Jordan. Okay, no, I need to change the question because I can't give you like three and oh. No, no, you, you can get a nod out of three. I'm just fucking shattered. Um <laughs> Yeah, call it a day. That's us done. Uh, it was Asmir Begovic scoring against Arthur Boric when Stoke played Southampton. All right. I wasn't getting that, even if I fucking knew it. <laughs> 30 seconds into the game, and he scores. Well, what's the goal? Does he, does he just lump it and it bounces over his head? Goal kick. Straight, straight past Friedel. Or oh, straight past uh, Boric. Right down the pipe. All right, right, down, right down Main Street. Um, so yeah, let's wrap this baby up. Um, I would like to thank Rona for doing a bunch of research for us, not only for the Nile Quinn episode, but also for the very special episode that we will be releasing next week. Um, I would like to thank, uh, I would like to thank Johnny Bo for, um, uh, doing all the Photoshop. I would like to thank Darren Matthews for not only getting his life together by getting a big boy job, but also helping me with this podcast. Appreciate it, buddy. And I would like to thank myself for being one of Darren's only friends that he has left. Um, thank you very much. Yeah, uh, busy made, for friends. I made busy. it so. <laughs> uh, thanks, guys. Bye. Goodbye.